You're listening to The Esoterics Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Pure Elise. Hey, and this is Joe. Welcome back to the Esoterics Podcast. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm good. <clears throat> Excellent. We, I, I like how every, we always we always ask each other that. Every, we're always like, oh, we're good. We're good. <laughs> Happy <clears throat> Monday. Mm-hmm. What if I said I, I was awful? What would you do? I mean, I would want to hear about it. Right. I don't have an awful story because I'm not really awful. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> 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 that was funny. Okay, that was a weird opening, but I don't care. Um, hey, so this weekend I went to the pumpkin patch. Oh, how was that? It was so much fun, and it was the first time that I've been in a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, Michigan has this epic pumpkin patch called um, Uncle John's. It's not really a pumpkin patch; it's like a cider mill. Um, okay. But it's like it's a cider mill. It's uh, it's got haunted hayrides and mazes and gift shops and donuts and bakeries and a winery and so it's just if there's a lot of shit going on right at this place mm-hmm. um and so this that was similar the, here it was bowman farms um a little bit south of portland um i went with my lovely friend laura we did a like a sunday adventure we went to this awesome mexican brewery i, I wish i could remember the name of it i probably should have thought of that to let everybody know but it's a mexican brewery in salem and then we went to this pumpkin patch cider mill mm-hmm. i got some caramel and some donuts and some jam and oh i love jam i know the homemade what jam kind is you the get? best i got um not mary and berry boysenberry okay we went to there's an apple farm that's maybe like 40 minutes from here and they usually do like seasonal things yeah. in this yeah it's just all throughout the year right so when it's apple season they'll have like the whole festival or whatever and we got some apple cider it's apple cider jam and it is so delicious yeah and i just found some at trader joe's so oh you did does it does it taste the same oh yeah yeah it's yeah. so good. apple cider jam mm-hmm. i would try that it's delicious. Uh, I love to buy jams, homemade jams, you know, from like roadside stands and stuff yes. like that. You know, um, I, the last one I got was um, like a, I think it was like a peach, peach mm-hmm. marmalade. Yeah. And, you know, in theory, it sounds really good, but it wasn't very, it's it's just sweet jelly oh, flavor. You know what I mean? It's not, sweet? yeah, there's mm-hmm. no nuance to the, 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 the flavor of it. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay. And like on cream cheese and toast, it's, it's, it's good, but it's not anything where I'm like, oh my God, this stuff is so good. I'm going to get more. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. So fall is here. The, the rains have come here in the Pacific Northwest and fall is here. And, um, you know, I'm excited because it took a long time for it to roll in here. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was I, yeah. <laughs> We were waiting. Yeah, we were waiting just to like get to October and I was like, okay, please give us some fall fall weather. And then it was like I remember it was like one day and then 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 the next week it was we're in nineties again, ninety degree Uh weather. But right now it's leveled out, so it's beautiful. Yeah. Super happy. So what changes for you in fall weather that you get to do that you don't get to do when it's, you know, like summer weather? My rain boots get their one day out. Oh, <laughs> they're fashion, fashion. They're one, they're one day out of the year. Um, no, it's just the sweaters. I think the sweaters and the jackets and uh, and boots. I because I love boots. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So you can wear boots when it's like seventy degrees because they're not oh, yeah. too hot and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but mm-hmm. usually we're we're in like sixties when it's quote-unquote cold here so are there people that are in just t-shirts and shorts and flip-flops year-round oh there has to be yeah Yeah. i think probably yeah uh i think it's funny though when you go um you know somewhere touristy right 
in the winter, yeah. you'll always spot the people who are from out of state because they're yeah. just like chilling, just in yeah. t-shirts and shorts, and mm-hmm. and we're over here with our, with our jackets and our mm-hmm. and our boots, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, we can totally tell who's who's acclimated to cold and who is not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true because they they have their opportunity to wear their warm clothes in you know when back home or wherever yeah. they're from. It's cold, um, much like. Um, people who come, you know, like to cold weather climates and they're like, I'm going to wear every single cold weather piece of clothing I own. Mm -hmm. So we just got back from San Diego. um, Not yesterday. Actually, we got back Saturday night um, because we stayed just overnight one night. But I ran into this thing that I hadn't really thought of before because we don't we don't really drink much and we don't drink really anymore we just don't really like how it feels like afterwards like it's fine like you know to catch a little buzz or whatever but then like how you feel afterwards I have kind of a lot of problem with that I don't I don't want it so we when we were driving down there we're like well you know we're we're early for what we wanted to do because we were gonna go we went to do a bike ride off of this trail called sunset sunset cliffs trail and it was beautiful, but we anyway we were early, and so I found a few kombucha breweries. And kombucha is like such a great way to like it still has a little bit of alcohol generally, but you don't feel like garbage the next day. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So was I was just excited. Yeah, it was great. We tried mm-hmm. a few different ones. Yeah, we went to a few different places, and yeah, everything we had was great. Uh, coming out of good. the brewery was great. Did you actually catch a buzz from it? Uh, yeah, just a little, like one of them was 6%. So it's not, you know, if you have a couple of those, that's like a beer. Oh yeah, that, that is a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had it one time, um, at this brewery in uh, Hood River, um, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel anything different. Um, so, but it was hard, you know, to, to gauge. It was, it was tasty, delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a thing too, is the flavor. The flavor was good. So I was happy. The um yeah the feelings next day you know of being being hungover are that's no fun it's it's just Mm-mm. and it's not necessarily even feeling hungover for me it's just you feel a little bit tired a little bit lethargic you know the, the effects of the alcohol especially as you get older you just I just can't drink as much as I used to um, right I just can't do it you know and when I was in my twenties shit I was hair of the dog you mm-hmm. know every single night so it's also though it becomes a social thing right you're out with friends. Yep. Yep. And if they're having a drink, then it's almost like this pressure that you kind of feel of like, oh, I should have a drink too. But like, you know, I went out with my friend last week. We went out for dinner and he had a cocktail, but and I was like, I don't really feel like that. No, so I got a mocktail because I yeah. just, you just want the like feeling, right? You want the yeah. <laughs> the idea of it, but it was still, it was fine. Yeah. But yeah, I'm okay with yeah, that. It is, it, it is, it is a social thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I never, I never understood people that would pressure others. Like I, I've never heard anybody, you know, pressure on it. But I never, I like, what do you care if they don't drink? Who cares? Why do you? Care? It's because some people don't like to drink alone, or they feel like if they are drinking alone, then they really are an alcoholic or something. <laughs> because it's like. I don't give a shit what you're doing. This is all about me. Right. <laughs> so, so. Well, a little of that. <laughs> well, for me, because I get so buzzed so easily, you know, mm-hmm. I'll just let people know, like, look, I get buzzed. And so it's very quickly, very easily. Um, and I'm going to have this glass of wine and you know, don't freak out. Right. I'm not going to be a sloppy I'm a drunk. But, <laughs> no, I start giggling and get all, you know, giggly and stuff. Which Yeah. Uh, what else is going on with you? Anything? Oh, a couple weeks ago, I had told you that I went to my friend's, it was called Cool Shabbat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really sweet. Yeah. I didn't, I, I mean, I only knew my my friend Audra, who was the one that put it together. And then everyone else was, you know, was new. And it was just really cool because it, it was a combination of people that are Jewish and have like a lot of knowledge about Judaism. And then there's people who like me who like don't know anything. And mm-hmm. it was, it was just a cool, like everyone was so like welcoming and, and uh, yeah, we got, you know, we did some of the very, tra- the, the traditional Shabbat things um, and it was sweet. Um, and I, I'm excited to do it again, maybe in a few months, but. 
Is it a recurring thing or is it just a hope that they do it again? She's planning on doing it like every couple months. Oh, very yeah. cool. Very cool. So it's basically a circle to come together to learn about a, a specific culture? Uh, yes, but also... So one of the things we did was you bring something that has connection to your ancestry, whatever mm. that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so we, you know, everyone kind of went through and shared things that were important to them. And a lot of these things are universal themes. They have nothing mm-hmm. to do with one specific religion, Mm-mm. right? Well, one of the stories that, um, that was told was this girl was she had her um what are those necklaces that guys like cowboys wear you know the lariat yes a lariat mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was her grandfather's lariat and she kind of shared a story about how she towards the end of his life she had kind of been frustrated with him because um she wanted him to be happy that she was able to express like that her her sexuality in in its fullness mm-hmm. without any restriction about without being persecuted for it and that's something that he didn't have and she felt like he was more like mad about it and mm-hmm. instead of being happy that she could have it mm-hmm. but again that's a story that has nothing to do with any any religion um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah, so it was just kind of talking and sharing and uh, and insights about about things like that, and it was just it was cool. It was just a cool time to hang out, and and food was good too. So yeah, <laughs> did okay on the potluck. Yeah, the, I think though those those circles are really important now. For some people, they're needed. Other people, I think that it just provides an opportunity to come back into like fellowship and community and, you know, yes. connecting and all that stuff without it feeling like, you know, you have to go out and socialize. Because a lot of people are like, I don't want to go out and socialize. And people still wear masks, you know, all over yes. the place and stuff yes. like that. Um, we had a, I've been talking to somebody who um, does sound baths because we were going to have a sound bath at Psychic Sister. Uh-huh. And ultimately, um, it, the, it, it didn't work out. The details didn't work out, but um, they offer a lot of other sound baths around the city. So, um, so I'm going to go to a couple of those because the whole point of it was, you know, telling her that I need BIPOC community. I need to sit in a circle with other BIPOC and say, I struggle with, um, all of the, um, the microaggressions and stuff here in Portland and and all that good stuff. So, um, so hopefully that will, um, you know, just, just to have an opportunity to sit and say, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I, what it feels like. And this is what I'm experiencing. And I feel very alone because there's just not a huge, um, diversity of community. Yesterday at the pumpkin patch, it was funny because this isn't something that I normally notice, but you just notice. but I was like, there was one single black man in the entire pumpkin patch. Wow. One I mean, in, in the entire yeah. place that I saw. And there were hundreds, if not, you know, maybe a couple thousand people there. It was, it was packed in one, one, one little old black man. And I was like, hello, hello, brother. Hello, kindred. <laughs> We noticed that a lot in San Diego too, mm-hmm. and and it's weird. My husband used to va- uh, vacation with his family when he was small. Like that's like that was their go to place. Yeah, and he said they, you know, he remembers going down there, and like everyone was Hispanic. His parents would be speaking Spanish to everyone, and that was just kind of the community that was there. And mm-hmm. we're there, and everywhere that we go, like all the restaurants and stuff that we're eating at, and it's just. And you can cut this out if you want to. Um, it there was just nothing but white people. Yeah, and not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but it was like, well, what happened to the, all the Hispanic and Latinos that used to be part of this community? Well, they've all been pushed out because real estate is so expensive now. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think that it has as much to do about where are the other um the other people like me. It more has to do with like you just said, like what are the circumstances surrounding that? Why, you know, mm-hmm. and it's more just like diversity in Michigan, you know, I'm Michigan wasn't super, super diverse in the area that I was from, but it was diverse. It was a hell of a lot more diverse than it is here. And it's just, yeah. it just makes you, it's not about race as much as it's about, um, you know, well, you just feel like, 
uh, I'm maybe a little bit like you're alone or who would, if, if, yeah. if anything happened, right. If a proud yeah. boy was like, what are you doing here? Or, you know, or whatever, like who would right. be like, step in and say, Hey, you know, right. I don't, it's, it's, it's this weird combination of feeling like, um, why am I, why am I sticking out like a sore thumb? You yeah, it, it is. And it's not, it, a lot of it has to do more with social classes and mm-hmm. people are of all colors and social classes. And, um, but I don't know, uh, the whole like real estate thing and even like how Airbnbs have ruined commu- a lot of communities um, in the San Diego area and San Diego and uh, proper and, and surrounding um, because Every time that there is an Airbnb taking up the space of a home that's now just, you know, being fucking rented out as a hotel, essentially, that's one less home available to an actual family who can live there. family, right, who can actually create roots and stuff. So, you know, it pushes these families out, um, you know, in in all sorts of different ways. So, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's interesting, but it's you know, back, bringing it all back around to, you know, it's, that's why it's important to have those connections and those spaces where you feel like you are connected and you do have, right. you know, people that surround you and support you and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, um, it's just really important right now, I think. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Speaking of what are we talking about this week? Uh, well, Today, I wanted to talk about the myths surrounding witchcraft and witches. Nice. Nice. I wanted Good. to do something a little um, a little less heavy than yeah. what, what we've been talking about. Although, I mean, last, last week wasn't super heavy. Nobody died. Um, no. That was, that was a plus. But mm-hmm. I know Salem is always uh, kind of a hard pill to swallow, and 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 you because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? We sit back right. and we're like, how the fuck could we, you know, as humans, do this to other humans? Mm-hmm. And thus, it and it and it is because if you do not study history and you're not aware of history, then history is doomed to repeat itself. So. Right, right. Right. Good. I, that'll, that'll be good. So it's sort of a double episode this week. Um, yes. So I'm also going to be talking about, um, I want to lighten things up um, and I want to talk about, um, I'm going to run down my list of the scariest horror film baddies out there. Um, I love this time of year because when you turn on the TV, there's a thousand different types of horror movies <laughs> to choose from. And so um, um, I just, you know, I get all like, oh, horror movie, you know, so turn it on in the background and have a candle going. It's just a it's just a, a cool season. So we're going to talk yes. about the baddies. All Top right. 10 horror movie baddies. All right. All right. You want to go first? Yeah, uh, I'll get started. Okay. So first, black cats. So we know a lot are black cats are often associated with witches, right? It just kind of yeah. what happens. Um, that has some part to do with the idea that witches have a, a familiar, which is basically their their pet, their animal companion. Um, but the black cat superstition in Western culture actually dates back to ancient Greece. Uh, according to Greek mythology, Zeus's wife, Hera, once transformed her servant, Galinthius, into a black cat as punishment for impeding the birth of Hercules. Oh. Galinthius went on to become an assistant of Hecate, the goddess of witchcraft. And black cats have had unique meanings in various cultures ever since. Hmm. Okay. All right. So how was he impeding? Did they say how he I didn't, the I, you know, I didn't, I didn't look it up. But, I mean, <laughs> it's not like he did it permanently because – Hercules was born like he Mm -hmm. was a guy and he was you know going around doing shit so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not Mm -hmm. like he didn't whatever he did to impede he didn't do a good job I don't I don't I don't don't know (laughs) thumbs down on that myth (laughs) right yeah Yeah, origin or origin story yeah we have the kitty story Mm -hmm. yeah but also, you know, Zeus's wife. What what do we expect? I mean, right, because wasn't didn't we Zeus was always he was a whore and he was always fucking shit up, right? Wasn't yeah. that the one that yeah. we're like yeah. Zeus? Yeah. yeah. Always he was whoring around everyone. trying to get into bed with people that he had no business. <laughs> Zeus. Fucking Zeus. Uh, 
Okay, so the idea of witches just in general, the earliest record of a witch is in the Bible, actually, in the book of Samuel. Um, this is according to the History Channel, so I'm very open to being wrong. <laughs> uh, in that story, it tells the story of when King Saul sought the witch of Endor to mm-hmm. summon the dead prophet Samuel's spirit to help him defeat the Philistine army. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's allegedly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then the idea of witches and the devil. This one's pretty simple. This was something we talk about all the time. So witches being involved with the devil comes from the Christian understanding of what magic is. Because historically, Christianity has been seen as a monotheistic religion with one good deity and angels and saints compared to other religions with multiple deities. So essentially, because of this, Christians believe that everything else who was outside of that was of the devil. devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. There we go. Uh, okay, and then I was trying to keep it light, but then I went into the history of the pointed hats, and I was like, okay, let's see what this is. Turns out, this is racist history. All right, so some of the beliefs surrounding witches um, is, one, that they're all women, and that they're involved with the devil, and that they wear pointy hats. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one theory as to the origin of the black pointy hat is to, is believed, is accredited to the Wizard of Oz. Because before that, historically, you have a lot of images of witches in in different types of headgear, just, you know, all different types of hats and stuff that they'd wear, but not always specifically a pointy hat. Mm -hmm. And um, that was the the first time that it was that was shown like in a movie or like in a, you know, a grand production like that. So that's what a lot of people attribute it to that. However... During the Middle Ages, pointed hats were actually associated with the Jewish religion and, unfortunately, Satan. Uh, Participation in Kabbalah rituals had people believing that Jews held magical powers from making a deal with the devil. And in the 1200s, Jews in Hungary were required to wear the specific hat style to signify their religion. It was called the Juden hat or the Jewish hat. And unsurprisingly, of course, it became a target of anti-Semitism. And then after that, after uh, the European witch hunts, uh, at that point, everybody who was accused of, quote unquote, preaching magic or practicing magic were forced to wear those hats as punishment. Okay. Can we just take a minute to talk about what something that I just don't fucking understand. So there has been a resurgence lately of anti-Semitism and hating Jews Mm -hmm. or Jewish people. Mm -hmm. Here's the fucking thing. I don't totally get it because Jewish people are not a race. It's a religion. And, you know, when you've got like, you know, um, extremists and supremacists and all of these hillbilly Mm hoo-hahs, you know, waving their Confederate flag and they're like, Jews will not replace us. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's (sighs) religious persecution, which is tied into racism. But I just don't get it. I don't why do you give a shit what other people practice? Like, why is it such a big deal? Why is being Jewish such a bad thing to these fucking wackos? I, I don't get it. Explain so, this to me. So Jew- Jewish is an ethnicity. Like, it, it it's, it's both. Like, you can be both Jewish and you can also be of Jewish religion. So, Oh, like, I did not know that. Yeah. So, like, I, I when I pulled my ancestry, I have, like, I don't know, like 2.5% Jewish. And I guess a lot of us do. So um, is it like, is it like, uh, like people that are like born in like Jerusalem? I don't, I don't understand how certain, it's a race. In certain, yeah, in certain areas. In certain, so it's, it's an, Middle it Eastern? Will, it's an ethnic, it's an ethnic culture. So it's an okay. ethnicity. Yeah. So it's a culture, right? But yeah. it's also very much attributed to like certain parts of the world where people come, where that people would have come from. Um but the anti-Semitism that's popped up, um, it's kind of been a long time coming. We talked about this when we talked about conspiracy theories. Remember the talk about conspiracy theories that all of them link back to this quote unquote Kabbalah of or cabal mm-hmm. of of like evil men who are in charge and they're these rich assholes who are like controlling everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that idea 
And then mm-hmm. the, even that whole like, uh, what do they call it when the supposedly that they drink, they drink children's blood or some shit. Oh, those QAnon wackos. Yes, exactly. Crazy. That is all anti-Semitic shit that's been around for hundreds of years. I don't, I don't understand why they, what is it about the religion that they have a problem with because they don't believe in Christ? Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what what the specific reason. I think it comes down to scapegoat. It, there's it's it's people that need to blame their problems on a you know a group or a person or whatever, but they need to find a scapegoat for whatever is going wrong. They can't just accept that that diseases spread, that this is common, that something, you know, that something happens, that natural disasters happen all the time, that people are evil and they kill each other for absolutely no reason. Or, you know, just the, the, not everything has to have this like hierarchical explanation of like, oh, it's it's the Rothschilds, you know, doing all this shit. Like that's Which so it is, is the Rothschilds and the aliens. Those <laughs> it's are so the two. fucking easy. Like it's so fucking easy to just be like, it's you know, it's this. This is this is what's causing it. It's lazy. It's fucking lazy. All right. So I'm just going to file that in. I don't fucking get it. I don't understand. Why do you care? Leave leave people alone leave to people be able alone. to worship and live the way that they want and worry about you. And maybe if you're all pissed off because your living circumstances or life circumstances suck, maybe fucking focus on you know, getting yourself out of that. Look, we could take this even further and get into, well, I know some opportunities don't exist for some people, some ethnicities, cultures, and races. Okay, fine. Put that over there. But the majority of person is able to create a better life for themselves when they work on their own fucking shit. Yeah, yeah we're looking at you QAnon assholes who are waving fucking <laughs> flags on the side you. of the freeway, who mm-hmm. sit on the corner of an intersection talking about, you know, how whatever someone's killing babies or some shit it's like you i'm speaking to you specifically you go get a job and you go find yourself a hobby you go do something else anything else don't bother people (laughs) (laughs) that's the best slogan stop bothering people you All right. There's uh all right, that's 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 the end of the segue that I I'm just like I don't I and I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, why do they fucking I care? Know. I don't understand why they care. It's I really just, don't. It's just a historical scapegoat and it just never gets old. It's just easy to blame this obscure group of people that you've never met, you've never seen, or whatever. And haven't these people been persecuted enough? I mean, hello, oh, fucking Nazi Germany. The, the constant I mean why are we not learning? Why are we not learning that that was wrong to persecute a specific ethnicity and religion based on their beliefs, burn thousands and thousands of them in concentration camps and all of those things? Why have we not learned? Why are there still freaking idiots that are like, you know, Jews suck. We will not be replaced. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. All right. Mm-hmm. We can be there forever and I'll get all I mad know. and everything. But- well, I'm not really done because it's part of the next part, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> well, no, that's no, good. Let's get into it. Unfortunately, too much of the the myths around witches are somehow connected to, to Jewish people as well. So mm. the Sabbath. Oh, the Sabbath. So because Shabbat was also wrapped up in early modern narratives of witchcraft, specifically the notion of the witch's Sabbath. So which this referred to the nighttime gatherings of witches during which sorcery and satanic rituals supposedly took place. In early modern times, non-Christian gatherings or meetings of any kind were automatically seen as anti-Christian and therefore threatening, satanic, heretical, and and usually allegedly involving sexual orgies. Which well, I, if which they're again, lucky. Are are they hurting anyone? You know, <laughs> I mean, and if they are, it's probably consensual. They liked so, it, you know. <laughs> um, the weekly Jewish, um, the weekly Jewish Sabbath is, of course, or Sabbath is, of course, a ritualistic practice existing outside the Christian norm. So again, we go into like whatever's outside of this, and so therefore, is automatically associated with heresy and devil worship in medieval Europe, and that was the whole. Spanish Inquisition and, and yeah. all that that followed. 
Which went on for a long time. I was actually surprised to find out how long that the Spanish Inquisition went on. Yeah. And so before mm-hmm. before there was the Holocaust, there was the Spanish Inquisition. Mm-hmm. So if you... If, there's people that fucking deny that I, yeah. that it happened. And I... I I know. You know what? Keep denying it because you'll be paying billions like Alex Jones. I I don't, I don't get the, the, I mean, the deniers are just, honestly, I'm not going to go on a rant about the deniers. I mean, they're just dumb. They're dumb people. They're right over there with flat earthers. I mean, really. Right. Yeah. I mean, the shit's in, it's, look it up. You're just dumb if you're like, oh, that didn't happen. Okay. Auschwitz is still there, sadly. Like, it's still there. You could go there. You can go there and feel the horrible fucking impending doom energy that fills you as soon as you step foot in that area. I know. People do. Have you ever been there? No. No, I I haven't either. I don't know if I could handle it. I know, right? Like, I I was surprised at how heavy the Anne Frank house was. I was really surprised at that. That was, that was, it was awesome. But being in the room, I was like, oh, you just, you felt it. So, yeah, I don't think I could go to Auschwitz. I, I, okay, I think that I would like to, and I would like to believe that I could. But as an empath, I think that I would um, probably cry. Because I cried at Anne Frank's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I could. I don't know. I would, okay. I would, but I don't, I don't think it should be like a tourist place. I don't know. I have like so many, like, there's so many things around that, that I'm like. Yeah. It, yeah, it's true. The good thing about the Anne Frank house is that it was, it was more like a museum and mm-hmm. you had to be very respectful and hushed tones and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I don't, it, 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 it sometimes does seem like, you know, oh, is it touristy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, let's, we'll ease up. We'll ease up on the anti-Semitism history now. Okay. Ooh. So pointed, pointed shoes, which okay. I personally, I like a pointed shoe. Me, me too. Thank you. I do too. Nice classy shoe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we often associate this shoe type with those who play tricks such as court gestures and elves, right? Like those mm-hmm. are also pointed shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the 14th to 16th centuries, pointy shoes were actually quite the popular fashion trend. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they would become controversial thanks to no other than the church. <laughs> God, damn God damn it. We're trying to lighten it up, you guys, but these. <laughs> we just you can't know? keep coming back to the church and religion. <laughs> All right. So the church began to associate pointy shoes with sex and sin, likely because of their phallic shape. And it's like, you know what? You get your mind out of the gutter. They're just cute <laughs> shoes. Thank you. Who's the all these associations are made by the these people that are clearly demented themselves. Right. It's like, yeah, it's like you've you spent too much time thinking about this. Um they also <laughs> thought that they prevented people from being able to kneel while praying. Well, and- <laughs> listen, they definitely prevent you from being able to walk up a fucking flight of stairs so <laughs> properly. <laughs> yes. So they even became known as Satan's Claws. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, witches had a reputation for loving shoes, which it's like, well, you know, that's, that's like females, like women. Like, I don't know. Uh, what What's wrong with shoes? I, lo- I love shoes. I mean... Shoes, women love shoes, shoes, shoes. Who doesn't love shoes? People love shoes. All people, people love, love shoes. shoes. Men, when I oh met when, when I met Mike, he owned more shoes than I did. Just, the yeah. other day, oh my God, the other day, um, we I went to when I went to that football game in Seattle, right? So uh-huh. we stopped at the person who drove's house. Yes. He's a male, stopped at his house, um, and then he drove from there. Fearless, he this man had a room, a spare bedroom that was filled with nothing but boxes of his shoes <laughs> that he had then no shelves, just yeah. on the floor. I bet you he had 200 pairs of shoes in there. Oh, yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And People I'm like, love have- shoes. Some he hadn't even ever worn. Of I'm course. Like, All right, well, oh, yeah. I think. Tennis oh. shoes, of course, they were. So people also, though, hid, they hid um, shoes in their houses, like, as they were building them or if they yeah. had, like, a hole. And that was used as a way to protect themselves against evil. Yeah. So. 
there's a Facebook group I belong to called um, things I found in the walls oh. and people are always when during renovations of like old houses, they're always finding old shoes and stuff. And, and people are like, yes. yeah, that's um, an old timey way of, of, of protecting, a protecting house. the house. Yeah. So huh. that's cool. Very cool. All right. Um, cloak and capes. Historically cloaks and capes offered a layer of protection and were especially popular during medieval times. So that's probably how they became associated with witches. Yeah. Uh, but capes also became an essential part of magical costumes for like Dracula and all that. Yeah. Um, uh, and then Bella Lugosi, who played, you know, Dracula yeah, and all the that. The original and, Dracula. Yeah. He wore a cape in both the play and the movie. Um, so it it pretty much just became associated because of the whole like sorcery and vampires and fantasy. There's no like specific, you know, thing to it. Um, you know, the, the actual idea for this came from when I went to that, that weekend, um, the Shabbos, um, get together and there's, I met a girl who she's actually does doula work. And she was telling me that the whole idea of like witches eating children, that actually comes because witches were historically or yeah traditionally they were also many times acting as doulas uh, because they were you know they were the ones attending to to women in whatever ways they could where it was herbal medicines or um tinctures and things like that that they could make for them but also assisting with with births and a lot of times especially during you know during these times we didn't have the um the advancements that we maybe have now or the knowledge that we have now and women would die in childbirth very mm -hmm. often right or babies would be born stillborn um and because of that then then they would then care you know care for the still that stillborn child and so that's where the association came from that which is quote unquote each children is because they were also death doulas a lot of times for these babies yeah. Okay. All right. I. I mean, they they were doing something good and being yeah. bringing life into the world, and you know, people just take stuff and twist it. And, exactly. And, um, Absolutely. You know, again, it all goes back. But um, that's a cool origin story, though. Yeah. I mean, okay. Cool as far as interesting. Right. It was. Yeah. It was definitely mm -hmm. interesting. I was like, I'd never heard of that, and I guess I'd never thought about it, but that totally mm -mm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right, so this is my last one, and I saved the best for last. Okay. So this is the broomstick. Oh, yeah. So okay, cool. why are broomsticks a witch's accessory of choice? So here's here's the real tea, and it's not meant for, like, literally flying, okay? So the story starts with bread, as many good stories do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> True. Fucking love bread. Mm -hmm. All right. In Europe uh, – in the Europe of the Middle Ages and into the Renaissance, bread was made of in large part with rye. And then that rye and other rye-like plants can host fungus or ergo. So this is kind of talking a little bit, touching right. back on the Salem story, right? That rye bread, the, the pea cakes or the urine cakes or witch cakes. Yeah, but also the because one of the theories was that these little girls might have been poisoned by like the bad, bad rye in their bread. Right. Okay, so ergo... Or so is it ergo or ergot? Ergot. Um, uh, your e e e r g o t. Yeah, it's spelled it, ergot. Yeah, but I don't be ergo, ergo. But what what is it? What is it? Okay, so ergo is a uh, it's a fungus, and but it, oh, when it's okay. consumed in high doses, it can be lethal. Oh. But in smaller doses, it can be a powerful hallucinogenic. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like microdosing ergot. Right. <laughs> ergot. <laughs> uh, so records from the 14th to the 17th century mention Europe's affliction with quote-unquote dancing mania, <laughs> which found groups of people dancing through the streets, often speaking nonsense and foaming at the mouth as they did so until they collapsed from exhaustion. So a lot of these people associated dancing mania with... This uh, ergot, ergot poisoning or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a, a lesser dose of it. Um, mm -hmm. And and yes, in the 20th century, Albert Hoffman, the same guy that went and sat with uh, Maria Sabina, mm -hmm. he, um, he realized the psychedelic effects of LSD while studying ergot. 
So, oh, yeah. So, a lot of these, you know, um, bits, you know, from the 16th, 14th, 15th, 16th um, hundreds can, can, possibly be tied back to undiscovered hallucinogenic, you right. know, plants, yep. plant, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, what a trip for these people, <laughs> you know, like you don't even know, you don't even know the gold you have. Exactly. So eventually though, they would figure out how to tame the ergot and they experimented with other plants too, such as deadly nightshade, mandrake and jimson weed which is the datura datura stramonium it's the bellflowers the mm. oh. you know what i'm talking about it's, yeah, it's also called i think it's called hell's bells i think okay yep yep i know what you're talking about yeah don't do that it's um it's uh, they're poison or they're hallucin hallucinogenic. oh they're poison and poison? and yeah. they're but they're also yeah um, yeah, hell's bells is the other word for it. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't fuck with that plant. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so so they're experimenting with all that. They learned how to tame the ergo, and then what happened was they learned to make an ointment out of it. So in the 16th century, a uh, Spanish court physician claimed to have taken a pot full of a certain green ointment composed of herbs such as hemlock, nightshade henbane and mandrake from the home of a couple accused of witchcraft um so they were learning to make these bombs or quote-unquote witches brews and um but in order for them to distribute the salves with maximum effectiveness they had to use a certain method because you couldn't just ingest it you couldn't just place it on the skin um so they obviously you know had to use different ways so that's where the broomstick comes in. Okay. Okay. All right. So essentially, I forgot we were even talking about broomsticks. I know. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, what they would do is they would lube up the broomstick, and then they would use it like you would use a sex toy. And uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. My first thought is, but splinters. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you got enough oil on the thing, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. I see what you mean. This, but yeah. Okay, so this balm was inserted vaginally and uh-huh. or anally. Yes, yes. Uh huh. Really, on a broomstick. On a broomstick. Okay, and so that's why, what, the... what? What does that have to do with witches? Because well, that's that... how they administered. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's where it comes from. So, because this one physician said that he found this ointment and what it was made out of, and it happened to be from the home of a couple who was accused of witchcraft. So then there came the association of like, oh, witches uh... make this ointment. And then uh, you essentially had to have some kind of tool that you can kind of hide in a way it, in your house. And yeah. what better way to hide something than in plain sight? Then, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I think that's stretching it. I mean, awesome story, <laughs> super interesting, woven beautifully, but the the guy who accused the people of witchcraft because of the fucking broom is a dumbass because, I mean, please, why wouldn't you just use a small stick or a okay. stick? Why, why a broom are, stick? Th- there are witch child transcripts that refer to witches rubbing hallucinogenic ointments on their genitals to facilitate altered states and magical flight. Really? Which is kind of yeah. cool. I don't yeah. know that I'd do that. Oh, I don't know that I'd do that. I'd be like, uh, let's just take this orally. <laughs> right. Just not worry about those things. Down there. So, I mean, it was essentially sex magic. Um, so, for anyone that doesn't know, that's just a ritual that blends orgasms with visualization and manifestation. Um, so, this <laughs> is just confirming that witches have practiced this tradition for hundreds of years. This is not anything new. No, no. You know what I don't get about that um, anytime there are any bombs or salves or anything like that is that poultices have been used for centuries Oh yes. Um, from, you know, doctors. And so why is it okay for, you know, a doctor to put together all these herbs and oils and create a poultice and put it on a wound, but it's not okay for, you know, a woman in the woods to do it, right? <laughs> like, um, it's, it's, it's kind of more um, hypocritical, patriarchal yeah, there, bullshit that we there's have. There's a lot of mistrust and yeah and patriarchal shit that goes on in there yeah yeah um another part of the connection may have to do with uh, brooms place in pagan rituals 
So uh, like in paganism, the broom is seen to balance both masculine energies, like the phallic handle, and then the female energies, the bristles, it kind of looks like, you know, kind of like a skirt. Um, mm-hmm. So which explain why it's often used symbolically in marriage ceremonies. Uh, but it's more likely that the connection has to do with the whole witch's brew. Um, and that's what they were actually using because they were using their broomsticks to get high, you know. <laughs> So I mean that's what yeah. that's what they meant by fly, not not literal <laughs> flying. <laughs> uh these origins are so they're so they're super interesting, but they're so crazy because you're like, what? Wait, what? I mean, yeah. sometimes they make sense and other times, you know, it's like, oh, okay, all right, well, I can see that. Yeah. So yeah. um, yeah, there's a um Origins are cool. There's a, there's a, um, I really like talking about those, the origins of stuff. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, next, next, let's talk about top 10 horror movie baddies. All right. <clears throat> All right. So I'm going to go through this in no particular order. However, the last two are, um, my top, my, my pick for number one and number two. Okay. All right. Um, so, First one I want to talk about is the Trilogy of Terror. All right. So there's a doll in there and it's an eight inch Aboriginal warrior. And this little doll has like razor sharp teeth and a spear. Um, Google, uh, Google it. So you can see what I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. but there was a, it was like an ABC made for TV um, sort of trilogy um, way back in like the seventies. And I saw this when I was a little girl. Um, and I remember it being called the doll that came alive, but it's really the trilogy of terror and that little fucker. It, okay. It, 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 the doll came with a scroll claiming that the doll contained the actual spirit of a Zuni hunter named he who kills (laughs) right there. Yeah. That the goddamn doll's not coming in my house. Okay. (laughs) Um, but then this doll comes to life and attacks its owner. (laughs) And so, um, you know, so, so that's, that's on the list of no, Mm -hmm. um, for that matter, any doll that comes, comes, um, alive, there's um, two things. First off, this doll is eight inches stomp it kick it throw it in the how do people get right. killed right. by dolls even chucky 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 he's a fucking doll beat his ass yeah yeah um so so yeah any doll that comes to life but there's a new trailer out for a movie uh, i forget what it's called but it's this mom who creates an ai um doll for her daughter as a friend and then the doll turns very protective i haven't seen it yet um but i'll be definitely be checking it out all right, so the Trilogy of Terror doll. Um, the next one I want to talk about is Jeepers Creepers. Have you seen this movie? I have. I was like a teenager the last time I saw it, though. I had a friend who was like really, really into it. Yeah, so there's like several in the in the, um, in the the series. But it's basically, it's this ancient, like mysterious, like demon who mm-hmm. seeks organs from humans and then he eats them um, or he uses them to replace damaged ones of his own he has a super creepy face now all of these all of these these baddies that i'm talking about it has nothing to do with the storyline it has nothing to do with you know um how popular the movie was or whatever it has everything to do that when you look at them they scared the shit out of me and i am not a person who is easy to like i love horror movies i love Mm -hmm. all of that i watch the paranormal shows and as a medium i'm like you know scoffing at them you know like you don't know but these 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 are the baddies where i'm like no no and i (laughs) i don't like them and if they and if they showed up in my real life i would freak out and scream so the jeepers creepers dude he's a awful face awful it's black with sharp teeth and these yellow eyes he's awful so i don't like him (laughs) the next one would be any 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 fucker hanging from the ceiling oh (laughs) like uh, the exorcist and shit (laughs) (laughs) when she crawls up the ceiling yeah yes or they crawl on all fours or no if they're hanging any anytime any of that is happening in any movie i'm always like no oh the ring when she crawls out of the well and she's like no right what and people just stand there like and they look at it and i'm like 
Why are you not running? What? I don't understand. I don't understand these people that, that, that stare incredulously at this awful, you know, thing coming at them. <laughs> it's like I would have been gone 20 seconds ago. Yeah. Yep. All right. The next one, um, the, the poltergeist clown. Okay. Remember that clown when he like wrapped his arms around, I think his name was Andy or whatever, the little boy and his face went from being a clown to like this demonic clown. Oh, I, you know, I haven't seen that movie in its entirety. And, and I think the last time I tried to watch it, I maybe was a teenager. <laughs> I don't, You're I don't the wrong really... person to talk about scary movies with because yeah, you don't I, watch them. Cause I don't like them because they, they stick to my brain. I don't like them at all. <laughs> all right. So <clears throat> I might not be getting the reactions that I want from you. So I'm we'll sorry. just, We'll just hope that people in the audience that are listening are like, oh my God, yes, I know, I hate that too. The poltergeist clown. Um, So when he was just a regular old clown sitting in the chair, um, he was, you know, he was still a creepy clown, right? So I don't like clowns and I don't, I don't hate them. Some people are really terrified of them. I just would never have a clown in well, my yeah, house or a clown Well, John doll. Wayne Gacy fucked it up for everyone. Like they're stupid too. Well, I won't say they're stupid, but no, clowns, they're not funny. No. Um, but then this doll, he gets possessed by one of the spirits of this house and turns into a demonic doll and okay. <laughs> this clown. And, and then, you know, he's got to go. <clears throat> so anyway, so that was super scary. Uh, let's see. Okay. So here the poltergeist too. So there was this reverend in there and his name was Henry Kane. Mm-hmm. And he, um, basically was just, just, he was just, you know, the spirit who was, was keeping a bunch of spirits, um, captive in this house. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing why he was so creepy. It was his face, his old creepy ass face. He looked like a resurrected <laughs> corpse with like 2000 <laughs> teeth. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's even said that Heather O'Rourke, the little girl that played, yes. you know, that she was so frightened by his appearance that when they first met that she cried Ew. and, yeah, I don't know if it was true, but I was like, same girl, same. I've, <laughs> he I've just... heard a lot of things about that movie, though, that the director, I think the director said he, oh, they, um, the room, right? The bedroom that, that she's in, they yeah. kept that, he, the director kept that specifically cold, extra cold. So you can see, because that, that whole movie's kind of claustrophobic, mm-hmm. like you're really up close to everyone and you can see like their breath. Mm-hmm. He did that shit on purpose without telling them, and they're over here freezing their ass off, and they'd have to like work through. So yeah, there's there, uh, yeah, there's kind of a lot of things that are fucked up about that movie. That movie <laughs> was is one of the is one of the movies that they talk about that was just cursed from the beginning, like all the people yeah. that died uh, working yeah. on it. That movie in The Exorcist was also one um, that had a lot of crazy things going on around it. So, yeah. So Reverend Harry, Henry Kane in Poltergeist Two was a creepy looking fucker. Oh, that was Poltergeist. I was talking about The Exorcist. Sorry. No, no. Oh no, that's true. Yeah, that too. I mean, I don't, I don't know about your story, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't. Add, the 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 Exorcist isn't in my list and um on here. I mean, um, because I don't. Do name? you feel like there's one? I don't remember. Do you think that there's one person in the Poltergeist or, or in the the Exorcist that kind of like takes it away? Because I think I feel like it's not. Like I feel like it's such a like ensemble, um, mm. piece of work that I don't think mm-hmm. there's like there's you could say oh it just you know, obviously like the little girl yes but. Yeah, well, for me, it was just the, I mean, you know, it was, a, it was, I guess it was scary and all that stuff, but it was really like the scariest part of it was the makeup on the little girl, you know, yeah. um, and when, you know, the, the name of the, of the, um, of the demon, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that, I mean, that was scary and everything, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like, like some of these scenes where I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> no. Yeah, you know I what think I mean? what makes a movie like that scary to some people is the like the religious undertones to it yeah have you seen the right with anthony hopkins yes i just saw that the other day it was on tv yeah um that was one of those that one's scary as shit yeah and that one it's like it digs into each and every like superstition that catholicism Mm -hmm. has about Mm -hmm. the devil and whatever and then it's Mm -hmm. there and yeah Mm -hmm. it was fucked up 
And in the end, he comes out. He's all like, hey, man, go forth and do good stuff. It's like, you you know, well, glad you live, dude. But Okay. Um, the next one I want to talk about is not an actual character. It's um, the Amityville Horror windows. The windows in the Amityville Horror house. Oh. Those windows looked like eyes to hell. And... Um, they were featured on the front of the book and all the movies and stuff. And so when yeah. new owners actually bought that house, they actually took those windows out and replaced oh. them with just standard windows. Yeah. Um, but honestly, there's no way that I would have those type of windows in my house. I mean, they were kind of cool, right? Um, sort of uh, placed on either side of the um, of the chimney, you know, before the Amityville Horror. Very cool. But, you know... Um, no, it's like if if I was looking at a house that I was going to buy and it had those windows in it, I'd be like, no, next one. The all the windows, or they look or the top. I'm looking at a picture right now. Is it? It's the, just those top. Or the top ones. Oh just yeah, they look. Yeah, yeah, they, they do look like eyes. Like eyes to hell. Eyes to eyes to hell. So, yeah. All right, the next one for you to look up. I, I love that you're looking these up because it gives you context. Yes. Next one, I want you to look up Mama M A M A, and that is a story about a guy who takes his two little girls to this wooded cabin and he's going to kill all of them for he's a stockbroker oh. and he fucking is a whatever. I don't know what he did. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the spirit shows up who kills him um, so that he doesn't hurt the girls. And then oh. she proceeds to mother them in that cabin for the next five years. So people just think that they disappeared. So then five years later, they're found. And then they're sent to live with their uncle and his girlfriend, right? But mama's pissed. She's like, I've been watching my these kids, kids for five oh, years. Uh-uh. Shit. She's jealous as fuck and she wants those kids back. Oh. So, um, and then horror ensues. All right, now listen, this was actually a really, this was actually a good movie. Um, but mama was uh, just like this scary looking twisted bitch. That you don't want that in your house. <laughs> she was like, I was like, what the fuck? Because you know, scary movies, they'll like, hint of a presence and they'll show you like you know glimpses here and there but yeah, they don't show the character full on yeah and it's usually good when it builds that kind of that mystery mm -hmm. about it because then it allows your imagination to fill yes. in the blanks and your imagination nothing tops your imagination and that's why mm -hmm. like reading a book and then watching the movie is kind of always a disappointment mm -hmm. but that's mm -hmm. yeah that's smart yeah mm-hmm and then when you see her full on, you're like, no, she has to definitely go. She is not a pretty woman. In the end, you know, it tugs at your heartstrings a little because they show her as a human before she was, you know, and the story is, is that she lost um, her children and she wants one. It's a, it's all a big thing. But regardless, she's she's a, she's a spirit. She's got to get the fuck out. Go. There's no live, but live with the spirit. No. <laughs> that sounds like a really good movie, and I see it has Jessica Chastain in it. I like yeah, it it is a really good movie. Uh, it it was good. It was um, it, that it, I will know. probably put on my watch list. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll tell you the movies I don't. I generally don't like horror movies that are like so far out, like beyond reality, where you're just like, are you fucking serious right now? Like, have you seen Possession, the one where the little girl buys a box at the yard sale? Uh, you know what I've so, so yes, but I haven't watched it. I mean, it, I've had it on in the background, but I didn't pay okay. any attention to it. It's stupid. I mean, we yeah. watched it and it was one of those where you're screaming at the movie the whole time right. and you're just like, don't buy her the creepy box. Why are you letting her take that creepy box? Like, hello. <laughs> so now every time we go to like the antique store or we're somewhere and we see a creepy box, I'm like, mm -hmm. Hey, no. Hey babe. Let me don't bring that creepy box. ass box home. <laughs> the other thing about horror movies that makes me like scream at the TV is like if 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 like in the um the paranormal movies, right? Mm -hmm. Where they, they're actually videotaping. Yes. So you've you have proven videotape footage of ghosts or spirits or awful things happening to your mm -hmm. child, and yet you still put them to bed, close the door, and then walk <laughs> down the hall or downstairs to your own bedroom and go to bed are you right. fucking kidding me yeah that kid would be sleeping strapped to me and with me and you know right. i'm not a mothering person but i'm but like common why? sense come right. on why would you leave your kid your vulnerable child upstairs it's away ridiculous. from you when there's yeah. clearly paranormal activity going on yeah, i don't understand so why people things. do that yeah. um you know, or when people want, they're like, I hear a noise. I'm the only one here. And the basement door opens by itself. I think I'm going to go down there and check it out. No. 
the last fucking no. thing I'm going to do. I'm going to nail that door shut. <laughs> exactly. And then this house is going for sale tomorrow. <laughs> People are stupid in horror movies. <laughs> All right, so the next movie I want to talk about is the the thing, but we're but there's an original. There's the original back in like the '80s, and then there's the one that was just released, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. Um, the original starred Kurt Russell, and that thing was badass. It was one of my favorites. It's not that the that the movie is scary. It's actually a really good thriller. Um, it's like a sci-fi sort of thing. But that thing, when that thing, it, it basically it it clones people. And then you don't know that it's just like this alien. But when that thing is halfway through the cloning process and it clones whatever, it clones humans, animals, dogs, whatever it's attempting to replicate, if you catch it, like it would get caught or or disturbed midway through. It was fucking terrifying. There were heads, (laughs) heads with teeth and spider legs coming out of mouths that opened up with six other mouths in them. I mean, it was just this (laughs) massive half human half insect half dog it was crazy (laughs) and so the only way to kill it well the preferred way to kill it was with fire so people were always you know they'd set this uh, this thing on fire and then it would burn and squeal and you know but then they would leave it you know instead of finishing it off and and then it would regenerate and then continue its rampage so yeah it was dumb. It was, it made me mad, but, um, but that was, that was a terrifying, you know, the graphics, um, whoever, like the characters, whoever like designed the characters or animations or whatever. I was like, that's, that's a really good one. All right. We got two more and these are my last two. So my, um, number two is that creepy red face fucker in insidious. And he is a demon called the lipstick demon. And he lives in the place called the further. The insidious is in my opinion, one of the best, um, horror series. There's like three or four films in it, two, three, mm-hmm. four, I don't know. Um, but insidious was badass. Um, I loved the, the, the story. I love, you know, the actor. It was just, it was just, it was just good and scary and spooky and creepy, mm-hmm. but there is an, there is a, it's called the lipstick demon. And he, he just, he pops up all of the sudden. Um, mm-hmm. and he is terrifying. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> I mean, that is the shit that I'll have like nightmares about, or I'll remember when I'm trying to go to sleep and I'm like, stop thinking oh. about that. <laughs> <Fucker>. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's one where I was like, ah, you know, I, like I actually like my heart jumped. Yes. Um, it was beating. I actually screamed. And like it was, yeah, that was scary. It was... Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that either. But that yeah. one doesn't look bad. That one actually. Looks no, that's bad. a good I, one. Yeah. I like Patrick Wilson and Roseburn. He, yeah, he's so awesome. So, uh, Patrick Wilson also ties into um, the next um, franchise, which is The Conjuring, oh, um, yes. which then bred The Nun. And so, The Conjuring, yes. that nun. Uh-huh. That nun in The Conjuring is uh-huh. literally the most terrifying bitch in <laughs> all of horror. No. I, she is <laughs> truly fucking terrifying yeah. strictly because of her goddamn face. Yeah. I can yep. see that. That was, <clears throat> and, a, that was one of those good ones where they pulled it off. Like where the, the, the creepy evil mm-hmm. thing is actually like creepy evil scary looking oh she's awful she's absolutely awful and if she showed up at the end of my bed one night i would be like i <laughs> what do you do like i would i would i don't even know what i would do it would be the it would be an end of me so those are my top 10 um favorite horror baddies based on you know visually what visually scary yeah um appealing that sort of thing so um if uh it gives people a, a list of maybe movies to check out for the next you know couple yeah. days before the end of spooktober and then it's all gone yeah. it's always sad at the end of october because i'm like but but all of the scary movies are gone because then they they start doing fucking christmas movies oh god yeah mm-hmm. no send us your favorite horror movies my yeah. favorite are anything that has like based on a true story like yeah. that that i'm 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 hooked like yes i like yeah. the historical aspect to it 
because it makes it scarier because it's like you know that it was exaggerated to an extent or whatever but also like some part of the story is true so I'm, i'm there for that well, that's why Amityville Horror was so terrifying, you know, back in, you know, the yeah. late 80s, because it was absolutely 100% based on a true yep. story. Yep. Um, and Ronald so is the, the, the Conjuring, too. The Conjuring. Yep. The Conjuring, the Warrens, um, mm-hmm. Ed and Lorraine Warren, who, you know, and then, of course, all of the, the movies that they spawned, that they have spawned is, yeah. you know, from Insidious and The Conjuring and all that stuff. I, and the thing is, too, is that the, the Warrens have proof. Like, okay, so when yeah. it comes to that stuff, I'm like, well, you know, people make that shit up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I truly believe that Ed and Lorraine Warren, like, that was their life path to experience what they do in this lifetime, you know, and so to them, um, those experiences and, and, and things were truly real and the people that they were um, experiencing them with. Yeah. Thank God I don't, you know, knock and wood. I don't, I don't, I don't have to deal with any of that, but as a medium, right. but well, our friend Sam does that. <laughs> Sam's oh like, yeah. That's she, what she does. She does paranormal investigations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they're very, very, very cool. It's very cool. It's just for a, a specific, you know, a specific type of person that wants to do that work and that enjoys doing that work. And mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. And Mm-mm. yeah, um, I don't know if I would do it. I don't consider myself to be like super sensitive, but I feel like um, uh, in that way of like, oh, like, you know, um, something's trying to talk to me. I don't that hasn't happened to me. Uh, but I feel like if you did spend enough time doing it, it would eventually happen. And I don't know if I would, because <laughs> uh, the whole boundaries thing, right? Like, um, let me sleep. Don't disturb me in my sleep. Um, right. So. Right. Well, and then with paranormal investigations, too, they're actually going into haunted locations and they're right. doing provoking, which is ridiculous. Like, don't, why do you provoke? Whatever. That's that's mm-hmm. their their problem. It's on them. Um I don't, I, I don't care about investigations. I don't care. <laughs> like, well, you can investigate. I'm not going to investigate, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do, uh, I do like spooky houses or spooky locations. Yeah. Um, you know, just sort of just feel the electricity and stuff as, you know, Me as too. long as they're not, um, you know, known places where evil things happen and it's just like hauntings, residual hauntings and stuff like that. Then, yeah. then I like to go there. There's a, uh, um, uh, so Portland has the tunnels underneath right. Portland. We've talked about those, the Shanghai tunnels, mm-hmm. but there are like ghost tours. It has a lot of ghost tours here. Um, and so um, it, I, I still have yet to do one, but oh, I um, in those one instances, those. I think it would be fun. I know, yeah. right? Yeah, I um, do yeah, so I'm excited to be able to check one of those out. Now is a good time to do it. I probably should check into it. Um, I got a busy week ahead of me, but it would be fun <laughs> to do it like next week. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, that's it. Hopefully, guys, we lightened things up a little bit, you know, but for the most part, we're that was the that was our month of, you know, talking about witches and um, witch hunts and being persecuted and all that good stuff. So, yes. Okay. well, um, you can find us on all the socials under Esoterics Podcast and catch us on Facebook. You can find us under by typing in the Esoterics community um, in Facebook groups, and there's all sorts of cool things that we do in there. Um, it's a safe place to ask questions um, on all things spiritual, or just post a recipe or whatever. We don't care. Yeah. It's a fun community. We can do anything and talk about anything. Yes, you will also find support. And daily information for developing your own spiritual intuitive abilities as well as your daily practices. Thank you for inviting us into your life. Stay mystical, magical, and don't let anyone tell you what to do. Never. Bye. Bye.